Welcome back to Two Sisters and a TV, the classic TV podcast where we celebrate and remember all things and everything classic TV. Today we're going to take a look at Jerry Springer and that unforgettable talk show of his that ran for so long on TV. You can't really talk about classic TV without mentioning the Jerry Springer show because it changed the face of TV permanently. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Jerry Springer sadly passed away on the 27th of April at the age of 79 following a brief battle with pancreatic cancer. But let's take a look at who was Jerry Springer. What's his story? Well, Jerry Springer was born on the 13th of February, 1944 in London. He was raised in Queens and he attended Northwestern University School of Law. He earned a Bachelor's of Arts from Tulane University in 1965. He majored in political science. He also earned his Juris Doctor in 1968 from Northwestern. He also worked on the Canada. Uh, he worked on the campaign of Bobby Kennedy in 1968. He actually was taking an exam when he found out that Bobby Kennedy had been shot. And following his assassination, he decided to enter the field of law. He also went on to become a member of the city council in Cincinnati. He basically resigned from the city council because it came out that he was um, involved in some solicitation activities. So he stepped down. And this was around the time of Watergate. And so due to the fact that, you know, unlike some other people who were involved in the whole Watergate scandal, Jerry Springer took responsibility for what he'd done wrong and he stepped down. And so people had a lot of, you know, respect for that. So he ended up becoming the 56th mayor of Cincinnati. He served for only one term from 1977 to 1978. And then he entered the news arena. He became a local news anchor. He won several regional Emmy Awards for his commentary. So he was, you know, very on the move. I always thought that Jerry Spring was very intelligent. He was very articulate. He kind of looked he had that Kennedy mystique about him, if you will. I was not surprised to find out that he worked on Bobby Kennedy's campaign because he kind of had that 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 Kennedy look about himself in a way, you know. And he was definitely intelligent, and he was always, you know, very articulate, very well spoken. You could tell he's highly educated. You could just, you know, tell that just by just by listening to him talk very briefly. You could easily tell that about him. But uh, after he got done dabbling in politics, he decided to, like I said, go over and enter a career, uh, enter the media. And of course, as I said, he was a local news anchor. And then he decided that he wanted to actually become involved in television. He wanted to have his own TV show. That's how the Jerry Springer show came into being. The Jerry Springer show made its debut on September the 30th, 1991. Now, we watched the Jerry Springer show from, I would say, if we didn't discover it in 1991, I can't remember specifically, neither one of us can, but if we didn't start watching it in 91, we definitely began to watch it in 92. We started watching it in its first season, maybe not the first episode, but it was definitely the season that it made its debut that we began to watch the show. It was a lot like Donahue, Phil Donahue's talk show, which ran for so long. 
It was really tailored after Donahue, as a matter of fact. You could just kind of tell because it was a political type of a talk show. I mean, basically, the topics that were discussed on that show included, I mean, homelessness and gun violence. He had guests on the show ranging from Oliver North to Jesse Jackson. It was a really good show, by the way. And like I said, the topics that were discussed were very mature. Uh, they were all political. Uh, it was a good show. You know, we liked it from the very beginning. And it's funny to remember how the show originally started and that it started as a political type show, political type talk show. And a lot of people don't remember this or they you know, never knew it in that regard, never knew it in that way, in that manner. Like some just completely forgot, but uh, we were there from season one, and we watched the show every day, and you know, we liked it. But then in early 1994, there began to take some changes began to take place about the show within the show. Jerry got a new producer, and the producer decided that he wanted to change things a little bit. He wanted to, you know, revamp the show. He wanted to up the ratings. He wanted to do something a little bit different. And Jerry was on board with that, too. He wanted the ratings to... The ratings weren't bad or anything like that. But they really want the ratings to just explode and really be bigger than what they were. So in 1994, that was when everything began to change. All of a sudden, there were all of these... Con- and we were there to see it all change. I mean, we were there when all this happened. Um, it literally, literally began to change overnight. It was kind of gradual, but at the same time, it was overnight, if that makes any sense. Um, all of a sudden, there were no more political guests, uh, no more political topics, uh, not a lot of extensive commentary. All of a sudden, you were seeing people on the show who were, you know, having affairs on one another. They were doing all kinds of, I mean, there were people on the show who were members of the Klan, people on the show who were, you know, women who were hookers, prostitutes, and yet they were a housewife by day, housewife mother by day, prostitute by night. You know, that's the type of stuff you begin to all of a sudden see on the Jerry Springer show. And it was weird that it just changed so gradually, yet quickly at the same time. It was very strange. <laughs> As I recall, it was really, really weird the way that everything was just changed. The guests just, they, they were just, they were so different. They were regular people. That's the thing. They were, you know, they were not political people. They were not celebrities. They were not famous people. They were just regular, ordinary people that, you know, you could live you know, live next door to. They were just regular, ordinary, run-of-the-mill people. But their lives were definitely not run-of-the-mill, ordinary in any kind of way. And so the the topics were just so outlandish, to say the least. And all of a sudden, I mean, you had these people who were coming on the show and you had all these controversial topics. And, I mean, you just had some crazy stuff, like I said, being said. And, I mean, you would have, like I said, someone who was in the Klan going at it with someone in the Black Panthers. And, I mean, there was all kinds of, of, of 
language being used and, and all kinds of terminology and everything just began to just completely just shift. So, I mean, these people, like I said, were using profanity. They were using all kinds of vulgar language. And they were, like I said, using racist language. And then all of a sudden, one day, it all turned physical. These people were fighting on stage, on the show. Now, this was something that we had never seen before. For me personally, the only time I, you know, remember seeing any kind of fighting on TV, in addition to when I would happen to maybe, and I've never really been a big fan of watching boxing or wrestling, but I have watched it in the past. Uh, but of course, that's sports. That's something entirely different. You know, there's going to be fighting and there's going to be physical, um, you know, the physical, the physicality is definitely going to be there on, in, in those kinds of settings. That's just imminent. That's inevitable. But the only kind of fighting that I remember seeing were the cat fights on Dynasty. You know, the cat fights on Dynasty definitely, you know, those ratings went up. The ratings for Dynasty went up when Joan Collins came on board and she and Linda Evans as uh, Crystal and Alexis were always having cat fights. And so, yeah, that was the only kind of fighting that I remember seeing on TV prior to Jerry Springer. But those, of course, were staged. That was, you know, they were acting. This stuff was real. People were fighting on stage, duking it out, kicking, pulling hair, screaming, cursing, scratching. And it was absolutely insane. And everybody was talking about it. Everybody that we knew was talking about the Jerry Springer show. Jerry Springer's show. We were all talking about it. I mean, kids were rushing home from school to see it. Kids were, uh, you know, college kids were scheduling their schedules around the Jerry Springer show. People were taping, as we well office we had VCRs at that time, of course. People were taping the Jerry Springer show because it was something we hadn't seen before. No one had seen anything like this before on a talk show. The talk shows that we knew about, as I said, were Donahue, Oprah. Now I must admit, we did see this type of behavior on Morton Downey Jr.'s show and also on um Oh, uh, what's the other one? There was another, oh, Geraldo's show. Remember the time Geraldo got his nose broken in the late 80s? I was a senior in high school when this happened, and that made big, big news. And of course, so, you know, you saw this kind of stuff on those shows, but there was just something different about the Jerry Springer show. For one thing, I mean, Jerry Springer himself was so different from Morton Downey Jr. and from Geraldo Rivera. I mean, there was just something different about Jerry Springer. He was just in the middle of all the fighting and the, the profanity and all of the craziness. He just was kind of be standing there watching. He'd just be kind of standing there with his microphone or with his arms crossed, just looking at the whole thing play out. He His demeanor is what made the whole show so different and what made people really take notice and take, a, you know, take attention, pay attention to what was happening. The way that he conducted himself and conducted the show I mean people would be like cursing each other out yelling screaming and saying all kinds of awful things to each other and he's just basically standing there and all of a sudden he'll say something really sarcastic he also kind of sarcastic quirky comeback in the midst of it all and that just made it even more hilarious and more funny. And like I said, the way that Jerry Springer's show evolved from being like Donahue to being like Morton Downey Jr., that too 
was so different because Morton Downey Jr.'s show, uh, Geraldo's show, if I recall correctly, those shows, especially Morton Downey Jr., that started off with an edge. That show began on a note of just very, very volatile and very, very, you know, outspoken. And of course, Morton Downey Jr., very outspoken himself. Um, and of course, like the Geraldo show, you know, went down that same pathway. But Jerry Springer was just different. He was just, he was the odd man out when it came to the host, uh, you know, the, the host of these shows. So that definitely was a game changer. But we were hooked on Jerry Springer in my house. We were hooked. I mean, we had to watch his show every single day because it was like watching a train wreck. I mean, you just couldn't turn away from it. I mean, it was just, well, what was going to happen this time? I mean, it was definitely the beginning of trash TV. (laughs) It was definitely the beginning of that. And it was just something, like I said, you you just, you just, you had to watch. You had to see what was going to happen this time. What guests were going to be on the show and who was going to find out what. And I mean, it was, it was, it was just, it was crazy. It was insane. And, you know, Maury Povich's show, similar type of direction. I mean, Maury Povich's show, we watched it too. It definitely was of a, a, you know, different type of, of, of talk show. And then it went down the same path as Jerry Springer's show, you know, all this, you know, you're not the father, you are the father, but Jerry Springer's show was the one that started it all. His show going completely, like I said, from the likes of, of, of Donahue to Morton Downey Jr. That transition, his was the first. And we were all captivated by it because you didn't know what to expect. You know what was going to happen next. And then he always ended his show with that very unforgettable commentary. He always, no matter what you'd seen, what had happened, what had gone down, what had played out, Jerry would end his show with this very mature, very well-spoken, very intelligent commentary. And that too made it different because, I mean, despite everything that had happened and all that had gone down, he had the last word himself. Not the people on the show, not the audience. Jerry, 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 Jerry. It was his commentary. That was always the last word. He always had the last word. And he always ended the show by telling the audience to take care of yourself and each other. And our mom, I mean, I don't, my sister brought this out because I didn't remember, of course. She reminded me when we we're talking about Jerry Springer preparing for this episode. One time, uh, it had been another crazy episode. My sister was all caught up in talking about what had happened and what went on. And our mom interrupted her and was like, shh, shh, be quiet. I want to hear the commentary. I want to hear the final thought. I want to hear the final thought. That was, that, yeah, Jerry and his final thought. And she was hooked on that. She had to hear the final thought for Jerry Springer. I mean, if she was going to hear anything that happened on Jerry's Springer show, it was going to be his final thought. And the final thought, I mean, it was, you know, it was, it was very, very, I mean, it fit. It made sense. The things that he was saying, I mean, they they always made sense. You know, it was a brilliant way to wrap up that crazy hour-long show, the crazy episode. It was, it was a great way to do it. 
Now, as time went on, the shock value, of course, began to wear off, you know, because like I said, in the beginning, we were all, like I said, just, just stunned, just shocked by what we were seeing. But of course, you keep seeing that day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year, the shock is going to definitely subside. And it did subside. And it got to the point where people were questioning were the fights actually staged. And honestly, you know, I think that some of the fights were staged. I think some were real. But I think that some of the fights were staged, to be honest. And of course, Jerry was asked about that, and he didn't confirm or deny whether the fights were staged or not. Because, I mean, when you've got a show and it's, you know, it's a ratings juggernaut, you want to hold on to that. And if you want to stage fights to do it, well, you're probably going to go ahead and do that to keep that successful show on the air. Because the Jerry Springer show was so successful that by 1998, it had an audience of 8 million viewers and was actually beating Oprah's show in the ratings. That's just how big it got. Those confrontations, which were so physical and loud and profane, were more lucrative and exciting than what Oprah was talking about. But, uh, you know, a lot of people, they, they just did not like the Jerry Springer show. It was definitely not a show for everybody, which Jerry Springer admitted himself. He said that he wouldn't watch it himself. He said in an, in an interview around 2001 that he would not watch the show if he were not hosting it. He said, you know, it's fun to do, but I would not watch it if I were not a part of it. So it just was not a show for everybody. And, um, you know, like I said, I mean, it just was not a show everyone watched or enjoyed or was caught up in. As a matter of fact, TV Guide went so far as to name it the worst show, the number one worst show in the history of television. Of course, Jerry Springer, not bothered by that. He really didn't care what TV Guide thought. He was just glad that, you know, he was mentioned, you know, period, more publicity, because when things like that come out, polls and, and opinions like that, you know, it's all publicity. And, you know, all publicity is good publicity when you're in that particular kind of business. But uh, the show ran for 27 seasons. Yes, the show was on for 27 years. The last original episode aired on July the 26th, 1920, not 19. Let me start over with that. July the 26th, 2018, was when the last original episode of the Jerry Springer Show aired. Now, reruns are still shown currently over on the CW Network. As a matter of fact, Jerry Springer will be on in a couple of hours. So if you want to check it out, you can also go to YouTube. I think there's a Jerry Springer channel over there. There are plenty of episodes over there, probably going all the way back to the 1991-92 Donahue-type period. So you probably can see some of those shows as well. I haven't checked. But if you want to see the outlandish Jerry Springer episodes, yeah, check out the CW Network. Um, they're on five days a week. <laughs> now, following Jerry's show, Jerry Springer stayed the public eye. He followed the Jerry Springer show with Judge Jerry, which ran from 2019 to 2022. He also appeared on America's Got Talent in seasons two and three. He also had his own radio show called Springer on the Radio that ran for one year from 2005 to 2006. He was on Dancing with the Stars. Also, he was on Roseanne. Uh, 
He was on The Masked Singer and The X-Files. And the LA Times actually named him the quote-unquote millennials babysitter because millennials did grow up with Jerry Springer and they have a very special affection for him. Um, I'm not a millennial. I'm a boomer. Oh my gosh, I'm a boomer. No, I'm, I'm, I'm a Gen Xer. I'm not. Sometimes I get those these these people are so territorial about this stuff that sometimes I actually get get the titles mixed up. I mean, I'm a proud Gen Xer, but um, you know, um, our mom, Boomer generation, and my sister, I'd say half Gen X, half Millennial. Definitely has a lot of Gen X, uh, you know, traits and characteristics and likes to her, but she also has millennial characteristics and traits and likes. So she's definitely in the middle. Me, I'm straight Gen X. Um, but yeah, I was thinking about mom, no doubt, when I threw in the boomer comment, actually called myself a boomer. But uh, yeah, so I mean, millennials definitely have a very special relationship with Jerry Springer, as do boomers and as do Gen Xers, because definitely his show went across generational lines. But uh, Jerry's passing uh, definitely hit a lot of us pretty hard. Um, saw lots of comments all over social media, all over, you know, the internet about him and about, you know, memories of watching the show and, and, you know, just the kind of host of the show that he was and, uh, just what a really nice guy he was, you know, fellow other hosts of shows have come out and say good things about him, how he was a really nice guy and he was a gentleman and he was, you know, just, just, uh, someone who was always reliable and someone you could depend on. And you could just kind of tell that by watching him, you know, you could just pick up on a lot of those attributes about Jerry Springer. And he's someone I've always admired. I mean, no matter how crazy his show could get and it could get crazy. Um, I never, ever stopped liking Jerry Springer. He was always someone I was very, very fond of and uh, very saddened. We both are. We all are very saddened by his passing. But he left one heck of a legacy, that's for sure. And uh, the Jerry Springer show, like I said, changed the face of not only daytime TV and the talk show circuit, but television itself. TV has definitely not been the same since Jerry Springer's show went wild beginning in 1994 so yes jerry springer um you brought us a lot of entertainment and we thank you for that very much and fortunately we can still go and check out those crazy episodes whenever we like both on youtube and over on the cw network so that'll wrap up this episode of Two Sisters on TV as we looked at the Jerry Springer show, so we, as well as taking a look back at his life and how he got started and his legacy and his career and after the Jerry Springer show. And um, thank you so much for joining us today for this episode. Thank you for your time and thank you for your support. We will be back with a brand new episode next week. And uh, we look forward to join for you. We look forward to you joining us for that episode as well. And uh, to wrap up today's episode, we're going to um, leave you with this thought that I said just a few minutes ago. The thought that Jerry Springer said at the end of every episode of his show for so many, many years. Take care of yourself and each other. Mm-hmm.